Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for May 25th, 2022. The stock market has been under pressure throughout 2022, with the benchmark S&P 500 index recently flirting with its first bear market in two years. This is Brian Kirk, and with us today to discuss the stock market and its connection to the broader economy, we have Nationwide's Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan, and Senior Economist, Ben Ayers. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us today. Brian, I'd like to start with you. Uh, What exactly is a bear market, and how does it differ from a correction? So a bear market is any decline in an individual asset or an index of at least 20%. So it differs from a correction in that it's deeper than a correction. A correction, by definition, is any decline of 10 to 20 percent, a bear market, any decline of 20 percent or greater. So it's a deeper decline. And almost by definition, although not always in practice, it also tends to be longer than a correction. 20 percent. So how common? Ben, let me ask you this question then, uh, bring you in the conversation here. How common are declines of this magnitude? You know, actually, despite the big declines we've seen this year, they do occur with relative regularity. Um, We've seen 20 declines of at least 10% during an expansion just in the past, you know, 50 years or so. And that averages out to about every one and a half years. So, you know, I think when we look back at the movements in the market over the past couple of years, this is one of the reasons why there were many analysts saying that we were probably overdue for a correction because historically we typically see a pullback happen relative frequency even early on in expansions and moreover about five of those declines that we've seen over the past 50 years have been about between 18 or 20 percent so just shy of bear market territory and that's pretty close to where we're at right now so yet again this is not something that happens with you know big frequency but certainly not unprecedented and especially given many of the cross currents that the economy and the financial markets have faced this year with the Fed shifting to much tighter policy and certainly the geopolitics that have happened over the past couple months. Not surprising to see a pullback in the equity markets. You know, and on the upside, nearly all of those expansion era corrections, the market did turn around and we eventually saw a new high. That's kind of the definition of what a market correction is. is that you, it doesn't slip into a bear market. You see the market rebound, you get to that new high. Uh, the lone exception was 1987, uh, when there was a bear market that did not occur around an economic downturn. But yet again, that's the only example that we have over the past 50 years where the market has slipped into a bear market and we didn't see an actual ultimate slowdown in a recession across the economy. And that speaks to, yet again, this time around, maybe it's a bit deeper, um, you know, a bit stronger of a correction than maybe we've grown accustomed to, but still not unprecedented and not something that we haven't seen turn around in the past. You're right, though. If you do take a step back and look at it, though, there have been a lot of declines over time. And Brian, looking at these declines, what do declining stock prices say about the state of the economy? I mean, is a bear market or a near bear market any indication of an impending recession? Not necessarily. So I think Ben hit the nail on the head in that a downturn here, whether it proves to be a bear market or a correction ultimately, was overdue. The stock market, or at least the S&P 500, was off to its best start in a bull market uh, since the recovery from the Great Depression in the 1930s. So we were overdue. We hadn't had a correction at all 
in the first couple of years of this cycle. But more fundamentally, the decline in stock prices does reflect a dimming outlook for economic growth. The economy boomed coming out of the recession in 2020. At one point last year, GDP was growing by over 12% on a year-over-year basis. It's still growing by nearly 4% on a year-to-year basis, despite a decline in the first quarter. And of course, the Fed is raising short-term interest rates. Inflation is over 8%. And there are fears of perhaps not just a slowdown, but an eventual contraction in economic activity. So I think it's a reflection on the fact that the outlook is dimming, especially coming from a very strong rebound in 2020 and 2021. As Ben alluded to, however, this is not necessarily a sign that a recession is coming. He mentioned the 1987 episode when we had an outright bear market. Uh, The stock market, the S&P 500, was down by over 30% in um, late 1987. The economy continued to grow. We actually had a few episodes in the 1960s as well, more mild bear markets um, where the economy continued to grow. And of course, we're still not in bear market territory yet, at least not as of the time we record this podcast. And we've had a number of deep corrections in recent history, 1998, for example, 2011, um, 2018, all declines in the S&P 500 of more than 19% and still no recession. I think there's still scope for a soft landing here. So the stock market decline may be suggesting some slowing in growth, which we've long anticipated, but not necessarily an outright downturn. I appreciate those historical references there. And let's kind of carry that into our next question here. This is for both Ben and Brian. Let's start with you, Ben, first. And then, Brian, you can provide more perspective. Let me know like uh, what you think about the similarities and the differences we see between the economic fundamentals today and those that we saw in the pre-recessionary periods historically. Yeah, I think Brian did a great job of walking us through that Yes, the economy's throw, slowing. And yes, there are a lot of factors that are a concern on the outlook. But generally, the economy is still in pretty good shape. When you look at the indicators for what we see for the economy right now, much stronger than usual if we were actually heading into a recession over the next year. You know, particularly, job growth has been quite strong. You know, the 12-month average for job growth you know, typically heading into a downturn is very slow. It's about 200,000 or lower in in about the 12 months heading into a recession. Right now, we've averaged 550,000 jobs added per month over the past year. That's very strong. Uh, It's hard to emphasize how strong that job growth is. And, you know, really, the economy is very big. There's a lot of strong momentum, particularly on the jobs front. And until that really starts to slow, I think the odds of, you know, fundamental Uh, turning on a very negative direction are very low. You know, the year-over-year change in the index of leading economic indicators still very strong, nearly 5% up over the past year. We've never seen a recession start with the LEI so strong. Very typically, you see the LEI go negative uh, about 6 to 12 months ahead of a downturn. So yet again, many of the economic indicators that we look at and a lot of the momentum that we see for the economy still is quite strong coming off Still, the, the big shock from COVID, and certainly we're adding a few extra shocks, whether it's higher interest rates, the uh, the shock in inflation and commodity prices, but still, economy is quite strong and looks to continue to hum along for quite some time. Yeah, I think those are very good points, Ben, especially on the labor market. Typically, going into recession, we see a gradual slowdown 
in job growth. Employment doesn't tend to fall off a cliff. We don't see these robust gains month to month, and then all of a sudden we start to see negative numbers. It tends to be a very gradual deceleration. And as you mentioned, we've seen booming job growth lately. So it seems from a labor market perspective, we've got quite a bit of of runway there. You mentioned the LEI as well. And of course, the most important economic indicator, the most important financial market indicator, the yield curve, is very much pointing to ongoing expansion. Typically, even a year before a recession, the yield curve has flattened on average one year before a recession. We're at roughly zero on the spread between the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield and the federal funds target. Currently, we're at nearly 200 basis points, well above not only the long-term average, but well above the average we tend to see in pre-recessionary periods. So these numbers would suggest we're still some time away from any, uh, any downturn in economic activity. The one fundamental factor that does mesh fairly well with prior pre-recession periods is the slowdown in housing. The Fed, of course, has started raising short-term interest rates. Mortgage rates have picked up as a result, and housing has taken the brunt of that increase in longer-term interest rates. We've seen big declines in existing home sales, big declines, bigger declines in new home sales, and this is a typical pre-recession trend. The Fed lifts short-term interest rates, long-term interest rates move higher as well, mortgage rates move move higher in lockstep, and housing slows down. And we're seeing that just as we saw prior to the 2007 downturn, just as we saw prior to the downturn in the early 1990s, the downturns in the early 1980s. So that's the one fundamental factor more than any other that mirrors prior pre-recession periods or mirrors pre-recession periods historically. But most of the fundamentals at this point are still pointing to ongoing expansion. Well, in terms of the references you're making about downturns or recessions, you know, and the, and the stock market is definitely a hot topic right now. Uh, what can you tell us, Brian, and, and Ben, weigh on this too, if you don't mind. Um, how, how do stock prices tend to behave during a recession and, and a soft landing if we could achieve that? Sure. So um, we typically see the market faltering before we get into a recession. The stock market is a leading indicator. Um, ben mentioned the, the index of leading economic indicators. Stock prices are included in the index of leading economic indicators. We tend to see declines prior to recessions, on average a little bit more than 6% prior to recessions. And then we see a really interesting behavior within recessions. Again, stocks is a leading indicator. We see big declines in the first phase of recessions, decent-sized declines, in the middle of recessions, then huge increases in the latter stages of recession. So on average, on an annualized basis, the S&P 500 goes down by roughly 16% in the first third phase of recessions, goes down by roughly 8% in the middle phase of recessions, but then it rises by an annualized 37% on average in the latter stage of recessions. We tend to see big increases even before the recession comes to an end. So we're not forecasting a near-term recession here, but even if we were to get into one, the equity market would not continue to decline through the recession. We would see an inflection point within the recession. Yeah, and I would just add that obviously the soft landing is the upside scenario. And you know, typically what we see with the stock market is that you see a, a peak, you know, about maybe six to eight months before the start 
of a recession. And so if we think that recession isn't, you know, at least another year, maybe a year and a half to two years out, um, that tells us we could have a new peak as we look forward to a, a rebound, hopefully, from the market correction that we're in. You know, historically, the market continues to climb even when the Fed is raising rates. Um, there's a reason the Fed is raising rates. It's because the economy is doing quite well and they're actually trying to pump the brakes on growth and pump the brakes on inflation and slow things down. And so typically you still see the market going up at least mid single digits or so on average um, each year on an annualized basis during a tightening cycle. So I think there's still some upside here, particularly if the Fed is able to do engineer a soft landing. And particularly if we do expect that the, the ultimate recession is still a little ways out, we still have some upside for markets, especially given um, some of the big declines we've had over the past couple months. Ben Ayers, Brian Jordan, this has been a great discussion. We're going to go ahead and conclude this episode here. Uh, thank you both for providing your insight and your perspectives. And thank you for listening today. Please subscribe however you listen to podcasts so you can be notified when each episode is released. And join us again for another great discussion from Nationwide Market Insights. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.